if you promise me you'll never die, I'll make love to you right now. He didn't pick a whore. The whore picked him, and he said, <laughs> okay. Welcome to Movie Mug and the Father and Son podcast that lights its own farts, but only at appropriate times. <laughs> like, uh, don't do it on first dates. I mean, what if I was going to try to light a candle with my fart for like a candlelit dinner or oh, something? Well, well that, that might be a nice be touch. Like really redneck romantic. You know, if she doesn't leave, she's definitely a keeper. <laughs> well, it might smell, though. Well, <laughs> What if she doesn't put up the, the shirt over the nose? What if she just like basks it? In my scent. Marry that bitch. I'm Vince. I'm Jack. And we are a father and son duo who love watching movies, chatting about the movies, and then converting the conversation into a podcast just for you, our sweet, dear, darling listeners. That's Darling is such a weird word to me. Darling. That's a grandma word. Oh, darling. Bless your heart. Or like a really southern person. Darling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jack, Not quite. <laughs> this is episode number 17. We are uh, quickly establishing a nice little library of, of work. Yeah, almost as old as me. Podcast been going on for 17 episodes. 17, yeah, that's true. I don't know, man, that uh, we're getting ever so close to episode number 21. And if you have been listening at all, and if you haven't been listening, I'm just going to recap. The 21 episode challenge is what everybody signed up for the first time you listened to us, whether you knew it or not. We're asking everybody to give us at least 21 episodes before they decide if they want to listen or not. Because, you know, as we've talked before, we didn't have our shit together to begin with. And, and very rarely when you start something, is it great? And it takes a little while to get there. And we've changed some things on the fly. And we still could change some things because we still got another four episodes to get through before we get to 21. But anyway, um, yeah, man, that that's uh, right around the corner. Yeah. We need to do something special for all the people who've made it to episode number 21. Well, yeah, we de- we definitely have to. Yeah, so uh, we're, we're giving it some thought. Be sure to tune in for episode 21. We will do something uh, exciting. Yeah, yeah, very exciting. Well, Jack, you know what time it is? Hmm, lobby time? No, it's lobby time with Vince and Jack. everybody, welcome to the Movie Mug and Lobby. This is a time for us to address some things that aren't related to the movie we'll be talking about, but it's still important enough to warrant some airtime. Jack, I got an email from a listener. Okay. And they pointed something out that I didn't really think of. They, they pointed out that I said Jeff Spicoli was my hero when we watched Fast Times. Mm-hmm. And they pointed out that Swan from The Warriors was my hero when we did the Warriors episode. <laughs> and they said, you can't have two. Which one is the hero of your childhood? Oh, my God. Yeah. It's a tough fucking choice. It's a tough choice. So I got I, I broke it down into some categories, and I kind of want to do a little back and forth on, on what our thoughts are, and then I'll make my decision. So first of all, we got looks. Swan all day long, right? Yeah. Spicoli... <laughs> He's a hard pass. I mean, as they say in the South, he fell down the ugly tree and hit every branch. So Swan all day long? Yeah, for looks, yeah. Yeah. Style? I know that you like that thing Spicoli wore. What'd you call it? 
the drug rug i thought i called it the drug rug it's it's like one of those like knit hoodies that a lot of people get rasta colors on them i i really like those i've never owned one but i would like to i totally had one and it, it wasn't comfortable it was kind of woven but that uh, was back in the 80s kind of when they he might was be softer it. now they might be i mean style swan had the vest yeah but that's really all that's all you need man that fucking vest that's all you need swan so there, there's no, two for Swan. Spicoli. Earning potential. You got Swan, who's the leader of a gang. There's some income there. Fencing stolen property. Stealing property. Yeah. Selling drugs, maybe. Maybe kidnapping for ransom. I don't know. Doing what, hits. I, I don't really know what they did in, in New York during that time. But it could be a uh, feast or famine type situation where the income's not always there. On the other hand, you have Spicoli, who at least dreams that he's going to be a pro surfer. Yeah. Probably sell some weed too. Yeah. So he could be high when he's thinking about that. So I don't really know, but the potential for him to be a pro surfer might outweigh what we Swan don't even do. know if he can surf. Well, that's true. We don't know. He may not be able to surf at all. Coolness factor. Mm, they're both cool in different ways. Yeah. One's a bad boy at school and one's a bad boy in the streets. Which also means he's a bad boy in the sheets. I was too, hoping you'd say that because that's where I was going to go. Because <laughs> so yeah, which brings me to my next one: ability to get a female. Uh, I think Swan. I mean, he's ripped. He's kind of like the strong, silent type. But he picked a whore. He's badass. The he didn't pick a whore. The whore picked him, and he said, <laughs> "Okay." So let's talk about that for a minute because we didn't really get into that from the warriors. So. He, the Orphans was this gang whose territory they were going to walk through. And the Warriors basically called the Orphans bluff and said, we're not taking off our vest, fuck you, and stuff like that. And yeah. the Orphans were like, you know what? You come in peace. Just walk through our territory. It's mm-hmm. all good. And then this girl comes out, and she's and, and giving the Orphans a bunch of shit about, you going to let somebody shit all over you and walk through with your colors? Give me one of those vests. And the Warriors are like, fuck off. And they leave and... But let's talk about the orphans for a second, because this girl's hanging out with the orphans. The orphans... The ugliest motherfuckers alive. If you're going to rumble with these guys, you better go down and get your shots ahead of time, because you're going to catch some shit once these bloodborne pathogens get out, right? <laughs> oh, my God. But this girl is hanging out with them. I mean, these guys yeah. are dirty. They look like they she don't have... dirty. ...running water. They don't have washers and dryers, for sure. I mean, they're just... They don't have washboard abs. And she's... Either to fix their clothes. And she's their girl. I don't think I want that girl. No, but Swan takes her, and yeah. Swan kisses her down in the in the subway tunnel and takes her back to Coney Island. So he's shown his ability to get a girl. Is that the kind of girl that he didn't that you want? get? The girl, the girl just was like he's hotter than any other person I've seen. Okay, he's not a bug eyed freak with some horrible diseases. That's true, but that's a step up for her. Is that a step up for Swan? We don't know. If Swan's a a good-looking guy, which we both agree he is, wouldn't he just cut that girl loose? (laughs) She Um, was desperate. Well, the power of the vest probably lured her in as well. Yeah. She was desperate. She wandered away from the orphans. I get that. She wasn't terrible. No, she just needed a shower, and then she was fine. (laughs) She needed... Actually, in part of the movie, showed that she was physically dirty and grimy. She was. So... Yeah, she needed a way. I guess Swan was her knight in shining armor, mm-hmm. and maybe he felt bad for her. Maybe he was just a horn dog at the time, so he's like, you know what? This has been a rough day, a rough night. I'll uh, I'll just take what I can get. Yeah. But then, Sp- Spicoli, yeah. on the other hand, 
he had those dreams about those uh, those two girls that were going to be by his side, those bathing suit models from wherever, Hawaii. Yeah. If he becomes a pro surfer. He has a big possibility. Yeah. He's, if he, you're a pro at something, and even if you're super ugly, it doesn't fucking matter. Nope. You have money and you're good at something. Mm-hmm. You're famous. You got money. <laughs> you're going to get a, a Paris Hilton. This is a dumbass bitch who wants your money. Well, Paris Hilton has a lot of money. For what? Why? Because Hilton, the hotel. Uh, Daddy's money. Yep. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to get some of that. Mm, I don't think you are. (laughs) Don't you have money? (laughs) You have some. (laughs) You're a hundred air. Congratulations. Mm. So I know I got to wrap this up. I got to make a decision. So uh, I'm going to go with. (laughs) What? Are you serious? That, ladies and gentlemen, is the movie mug and fucking random movie picker. Spoiling our fun. Yep. All of it. <sighs> we just cancel the show now. If you don't know about the movie mug and fucking random movie picker, it's this fucking computer that's sitting in our room. No, we don't even know where it came from. And every now and then it interrupts us and it says that we have to watch a movie and we are powerless against it. And we can't choose it. No, it picks the movie from its database, which gets filled up from listeners uh, like you. Yeah. Find out how to send in a submission today. Yeah, so this was going to be your turn, and now this means that your turn is now a week later, fucking and my forfeit. turn is fucking two weeks later. Yeah. Man, some bullshit. All right, let's uh, press the button on the computer and see what movie it picks for us. All right. Spitting out some paper for you. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Oh, okay. It says it's from 2004, uh, Team America World Police. <laughs> Is that the uh, doll movie? It's dolls or something? <laughs> so, I don't hate a lot of things. I'm I'm, you know, I'm a happy guy, I'm a nice guy. Um hate's not really a word that's in my vocabulary. Mm. Your your daily activities and behavior <laughs> say otherwise. Say otherwise, yeah. You tell me and mom you hate us every day. Oh, well. That we should be better and we should do things for you just because you're the you're the man of the house. So I mean, yeah, fuck you. You should do better. People will find out your ugly heart exists. <laughs> well, I hold the keys to editing. Nobody will ever <laughs> ever hear what you just said. Well, I'm gonna record a video on my phone and post it anyway on our Twitter. There's things I hate. I fucking hate puppets and Muppets. <laughs> I just they're creepy. They're I just don't like looking at them. Yeah. Oh, no. No. I agree. No. Team America World Police is is the puppet movie. They're like marionettes <laughs> or something. And uh. the one thing I do know about it, well, I know a couple things about it. I know it has a great song in there. <laughs> I know there's a puppet sex scene. Okay. And I know that Trey Parker and Matt Stone the creators of South Park have something to do with this movie. I think this is their movie. Okay. So at least there's one redeeming quality. <laughs> I'm not sure about the puppet sex. I was about to say that's the only redeeming quality. <laughs> the puppet sex. So puppet boobs may get your bucket of chicken here. Oh, Who knows? Probably man. not. Uh, well, maybe it won't be available for streaming. Anyway. <laughs> Just get oh. out of it. I don't know, man. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm not. Let's make the best of our situation. We can't do shit. I don't like puppets, but. And who really does besides well, Puppet people. Yeah, and they're weird. Okay, so we're about to watch 2004's Team America World Police, so 
Let's take a fucking movie mug and pause. Yeah, I guess we better. <laughs> and we're back after watching 2004's Team America World Police. Yep. <laughs> oh, boy. <sighs> yeah. It was a doozy. It was a doozy. It was a doozy. I guess I'll give it the quick 50 cent tour. Yeah. Basically, it's this American police force who go around the world fighting terrorists. <laughs> and let me just set the scene in 2004 America. September 11th happened in 2001, and it changed America. They went to they went into Afghanistan where they thought bin Laden was. Everybody in the world was like, yeah, man, go kick some ass. You, you deserve it, America, after what just happened. <laughs> you, but, they might have said, America, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then... I don't know, man. George Bush was the president, and I'm not going to turn this into some political Please stuff. Please don't. But he didn't want to just go after the Taliban and Al-Qaeda and Afghanistan. He decided to name the axis of evil, which was Iraq, Iran, and North Korea, and talked about how they all had weapons of mass destruction. That's why you heard WMDs and weapons of mass yeah. destruction used so much in here. And so then America just kind of started going around and in a way, I mean, not... Being the world police? In a way, yes. I mean, not, obviously not to the level of this movie or anything, <laughs> but, you know, the UN would say things like, no, don't do this, don't do this, and America would be like, you know what, we're going to fucking do what we want to do. We're America, bitch. Yeah, pretty much. And so this was obviously a, a play on that at the time. So anyway, these world police guys, which are which are puppets... They live in Mount Rushmore. Yeah, and... <laughs> So they somehow need an actor to make their team complete so he can act like a terrorist and infiltrate the terrorist cells. Get them the inside information. Yeah. And, you know, that's pretty much all you really need to know about the movie. It goes well, then it goes bad. Uh, puppets have sex. Mm -hmm. um, and then in the end, they go up against Kim Jong-il or I don't, yeah. I don't know, whatever the North Korean leader is. It was it was ill in this one. Yeah. And the... The Film Actors Guild with Alec Baldwin and Sean Penn and all, all these kind of left-leaning yeah. actors who are against the government. I don't know. It, it was just they 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 ended up being the enemies in this as well. So the, the Film Actors Guild, you can see what the that acronym is. Yeah, they they use that. They did. <laughs> a lot of shit went on. This was straight up Trey Parker, Matt Stone. Yeah, I mean, to a T, it's who these guys are. They'll touch any subject. They don't give a fuck. They'll they'll more than touch it. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, yeah, yeah, they'll feel it up. They'll, they'll rope uh, every subject. Yep, and they to will the max. They will throw it out there and be like, "Here it is, pal." They what? embrace the hate. You like it? I'm Great. Sure, they you don't got like plenty. it. Great. Oh my gosh. Yeah, these guys have been getting hate for a long time. But they're wildly successful. Wildly With South Park. You know, it's, yeah, like twenty-one plus seasons of that show are going. And Book of Mormon. Mm -hmm. They're behind Book of Mormon, and Book of Mormon is one of the most wonderful things that I've ever, <laughs> ever seen. I didn't go. Oh, my gosh. I wish I would have. I cannot wait till it comes back into town. I, you know what? I would even drive to a neighboring state. To New York. To take you to this if it if it came out close by, within within 300 miles. I would do it because- How long? I can't wait to see it again. How long of a drive is 300 miles? Um, It might take somewhere around- Six hours, I think. Shit. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> you get on the Audubon. All right, so initial thoughts? Well, I, I realized I had seen clips of this at some point. I mean, it's an old movie, and a lot of memes came from this, such as the America Fuck Yeah song. America Fuck Yeah! That one, yeah. 
Um, I had seen a clip of Kim Jong-il and their extremely racist portrayal mm-hmm. of him and all the North Koreans, which, yes, it was very funny, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit fucked up. See, that's that's Trey Parker and Matt Stone, man. You can't watch something they're, that they're a part of without going, oh, no, gosh. <laughs> but then five seconds later, you're, you're laughing hysterically. Yeah. Followed by a no 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 I can't I can't laugh at that oh shit I'm going to hell if I laugh yeah at that. Well, I'm going to hell then because <laughs> I laughed at pretty much everything in this movie that's the thing man this movie at first you know the puppets they kind of creep me out and stuff yeah. and then right away you know they they focus in on these terrorists and they're like blaka laka laka I mean <laughs> it, jihad there's just, a there's a terrorist attack on uh, Baka Daka Laka Street and in, in uh, right by the pyramids. And oh my gosh, they they gave the main character Gary some supposed surgery to make him look like a terrorist. He's the actor. Yeah, yeah. he's the actor one that they pick up. It was a long montage with it, all sorts of medical equipment, kind of like a lot the, of blood, kind of like, like the, on the equipment, like the Captain America scene when they put him in the the thing and they just they they transformed him into some something completely different. Yeah, that's what you were expecting here too. It, it looked if you've ever seen Jackass. When they all shave their pubes, and I think it's Danger Aaron, they put it on his face. I think that's called a gorilla mask. <sighs> and there was a crab in it, never forget. <laughs> oh, I think it was Knoxville's, but... Uh, the, and then they glue it to his face, and he's thinking it's, like, fake hair. It looked like that. It was a shitty patchwork, like, beard that was hanging off and all patchy, and <laughs> there was darker face paint put on him. And then they put a towel on his head like a girl yep. with long hair after a shower, and he fit right fucking in. Yeah, he was able to infiltrate the terrorists mm-hmm. by the way that he looked, which was just ridiculous. It was, oh my God. But getting back to the beginning, my initial thoughts on it, it sucked me in in a hurry. It sucked me in And in I a got hurry to too. laughing in a hurry, and then that battle at the very beginning, I've, I've come to the conclusion, and, and a lot of you who've seen this will probably be like, well, duh. It wasn't all puppets. A lot of it had to be CGI. And I think they just used the marionettes when they, was, they were trying to make it look ridiculous. When they were walking away. That's got to be, <laughs> it's got to be mostly CGI. Even with the strings, it's got, nobody's that good at being puppet masters or marionette people. I'm sure there really are people Come that on, good. Really? Yeah. You think that's a trade that, that people are like passing down and, and yeah. just. Oh. I th- well, I mean, ventriloquism, you don't think people are that good, and some of them are fucking great. But the mouth Same thing. The mouth movements, on those had to be CGI. You uh, can't control the mouth like that while you're just with some little fucking yeah. strings. And you, yeah, and you didn't see the string on a mouth or anything. May- yeah, so maybe some of it, but... I, I think a lot of it was CGI. When and he they, threw up, I didn't really oh think gosh, there was a lot of CGI. The most epic throw-up scene since, like, Peter Griffin oh, God, and, and yeah. Family Guy. This, this <laughs> puppet just keeps... It's Gary. He's yeah. hit rock bottom. He's at a bar. Drunk as shit. Mm-hmm. Well, he threw up in the bar, and then he left the bar, and he threw up, and then it, his head comes up into frame like he's done, and then he, he does it. Uh, he throws up again, and then it does that, repeats that process another time, and he throws up for a long time, and it shows that there was some sort of thing inside the puppet shooting the throw up out because it was running out, and it was like spurting and... <sighs> And then he fell like fell down in a massive pile of barf. <laughs> it just kept coming. Yeah. And we thought it was, oh, well, it's over now. And nope, kept coming, yeah. kept coming. 
part with the Panthers was good too. They just had two just black cats walk out of a door and terrorize the puppets. Yeah, they're in they're in uh, Kim Jong Il's or whatever castle, mm-hmm. um, and Team America's in there trying to save the day. And they get locked in this room, and they're like, "Let's see how you like Kim Jong Il's black Panthers." Panthers. And these two kitty cats <laughs> yeah. stroll in there, and they try to make them look ferocious. And the and they the did. puppets are scared, mm. and the cats are way bigger than the puppets. It was full of good parts. Yeah, absolutely. So at the beginning, they pick up Gary and they bring him back to the the Team America police yeah. lair, and they're telling him, "Hey, here's what needs to happen. Here's why we need you." But if you don't want to do it, you're you're free to go. There's the door. And he's like, okay. And he walks out the door yeah. and they're like, well, didn't see that coming. So when he was on the way home, he said, hey, I'd like to take a detour. And he they took him to Washington, <laughs> D.C. And he starts going to all these monuments and it's this montage. And then this song comes on it. Man, it's it's just one of those South Park type songs with that, yeah. with that South Park voice that you recognize anywhere. And it's like, what would you do for freedom? Freedom ain't free. Would you give up your dreams for freedom? <laughs> freedom costs a buck oh five. <laughs> and he's just posing next to all of these memorials, looking up at Abe Lincoln, and there's clearly actual real people in the background. It's just the doll in front of some footage. And then he's leaning against a soldier's grave in the Arlington Cemetery, yep. and they covered all of it pretty much. So then he goes back and, and rejoins the team and goes on his first mission. Yeah. So he does have eyes for Lisa, who mm-hmm. is the one of the blonde Team the America police people. And uh they I don't know, they start falling for each other and they're like and Lisa's like, um I, I can't, you know, I've already lost somebody and she's <laughs> like, But if you promise me you'll never die, I'll make love to you right now. And then he's like, uh Oh yeah, no, I'll, I'll never die. And then the, then the sex scene comes. It's a great montage with a lot, a lot of different positions. It was so funny, and I'd seen parts of it before on YouTube or whatever. But yeah, I just laughed through the whole thing. You were you're giggling, and then the pile driver part came on, and that's whenever you broke. And they had and it was it was perfect. They had sixty nine. They had doggy style. Uh, I mean, it was. <laughs> she was blowing him at one point. She's, oh yeah, that was it was a bird's eye view of like him laying flat on his back and it was just the head bobbing extremely violently. Oh my gosh. With the hair going everywhere. It's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. The and best sex scene I've seen in a movie. With puppets. I haven't really seen any movie sex scenes, I don't feel like. It was better than Top Gun, you think? Oh. You love that one. The chin licking mm-hmm. bitch. Yeah, they chin looking good. They they covered it all in the yeah. in the sex scene here. <laughs> it was really funny. Yeah. If you was. haven't seen this movie <laughs> and if you don't want to watch this movie, do yourself a favor and, and look it, it up. And at least look up the the puppet sex scene. Um if you're listening to us still, then you're going to like that as well. Yeah. Because we're kind of like the puppet sex scene of of a podcast out there, right? Where it's just, weird <laughs> where it's so ridiculous but it works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's us as far as podcasts go. All right, bucket of chicken time. So I actually said what I thought I was going to send my bucket of chicken to during the movie when it happened. He quit the team again, Gary, after he thought he saved people and then people kept dying. And he was just going on a motorcycle ride. 
and there's this camera shot and it it keeps getting closer to him like rapidly and I'm like the camera's about to hit him and knock him off his bike and then it did exactly that mm. and I love that shit I I laughed out loud when that happened it was it was perfect it was perfect so and I wonder if that's they plan that or if that just happened they're like oh that's fucking staying in I don't know I could see it going either way and it was just a little tiny part but as <laughs> as we've come to to notice and as we've come to say so many times Little tiny details like that can add so yeah. fucking much. We really do enjoy the little tiny parts. And directors out there that are listening to this, keep putting them in because we're noticing. Yeah, my bucket of chicken. Sexy. Um, <laughs> That's a good part. The sex scene was really, really funny. <laughs> the Kim Jong-il song, that was really funny. I just, I'm not going to give it to a scene. I just have to give it to Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Those guys are comedic geniuses. They make me cringe, then they make me laugh, then they make me feel like, oh gosh, I'm a terrible person for <laughs> laughing at this. Yeah. Th- they go places that you shouldn't go. You thought were forbidden. Yeah, and they are forbidden, but sort they take of. you there and they do it, but th- they get my bucket of chicken. I've stopped cringing and thinking, oh, I'm a piece of shit if I laugh at this, because I laugh at it every time I say that in my head, so I just don't say it anymore. I'm like, yeah, I'm a piece of shit. I'm horrible. But it's so damn funny. I mean, who cares? What's funny is funny. Some people care. Yeah. What's funny is funny. I agree. Look, if you see an old man getting off a bus and his pants fall down and he falls down. (laughs) See, I laugh thinking about it. What? And he breaks his nose. Oh. It sucks in the end because, oh, that's not right. But (laughs) But it's funny and I probably laughed at it. He saw his brown stain, holy tidy whities That's kind of like what we saw in this. There were some parts that was like, oh, that's bad. But damn, that's funny. (laughs) Yeah. Trey Parker, Matt Stone, you guys are hilarious. Big fans. Yeah, you get my bucket of chicken. All right, score time. Hmm. I don't, I think, I think I'm going to go 81. Okay. So Rotten Tomatoes gave this a 77%, and it says 88% of Google users like this movie. I like this movie. I laughed. There were some times where I was like, oh, gosh. There were a couple songs in there that I was like, oh, these are way too long. Or, I don't know. I I wasn't laughing the whole time, but I did enjoy this movie. Yeah. I think Rotten Tomatoes hits it right on the head. I'm going to give it a 77 also. Nice. So, 81, 77, pretty close. Mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily think... I I didn't think this movie should fail. No. Even though it's one of those kind of movies that's Bruno-ish, like not meant to be the greatest thing ever. Kind of meant to be a shit post, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't think it was a failure. I thought it was pretty good. When I first saw the puppets at the beginning, I was like, <laughs> "Oh gosh, an hour and a half of this! I just, <laughs> you know, I just don't, uh, I just don't know. I just don't know if I can sit through this." But like I said, it sucked me in in a hurry, and then the the whole puppet thing wasn't an issue after a while. No, and then I found it actually really funny. When that when they were using the puppets to like do ridiculous things like walk, and they used them in fight scenes, yeah, and, and they were just, just flailing, and it made it ridiculous, which made it good. Yeah, I like that part. It wasn't like slappy from the Goosebumps movie. There were books about him, the dummy, who's the classic dummy with the slick back hair and the the nasty lines on his mouth. Oh, like a ventriloquist? Yeah, one? like an actual one with the suit. His name was Slappy. And he came from the grave or whatever, and he was evil. So a ventriloquist dummy came from the grave. Somebody buried him? Yeah, or something. He was in a well or something. I remember seeing it when I was a kid. Oh, goosebumps. 
Yeah. Uh, anything else? Any parting words? Uh, watch this movie. It's pretty funny. I don't know that I'd recommend it, but I recommend that you at least look up the sex scene. I give it my gold star of you should watch it. Okay. But also get on Spotify and listen to the America Fuck Yeah song because that yeah. was really good. All right, well, that'll do it for episode number 17. If you would like to keep up with us, you can find us on Instagram at Movie Muggin. Uh, I'm also doing some stuff on Twitter these days at Movie Muggin. If you happen to have any movie requests for the Movie Muggin fucking random movie picker, which just struck today, you can go to our website and there is a link for suggest a movie. You can click on that link and the rest is pretty easy. And of course, if you want to email us, moviemuggin at gmail.com. And it will be Jack's turn next time, I hope. Yeah. Um, because I really want to do my turn again. And unless you want me to just go in your place next week. Mm-mm. No. All right, guys. So until next time, we will catch you later. Catch you on the flip side, bitches. Bruz. Cunt destroyer, <laughs> fuck shit, piss number four. <laughs>